Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And good morning, Tuesday, January 23rd, 10 o'clock in the beautiful city of Richmond, Virginia. Michael Phillips here, MP on the mic. Welcome to today's program, 910 The Fan, 1051 FM Worldwide. On the free Odyssey app. For those of you who tuned into yesterday's program, you know that I lost my voice over the weekend. I have found it. I went to Lost and Found. They had it. Uh, I've got it back somewhat. It's uh, it's going to be touch and go though. It's uh, it's going to be a. We're going to see if we can make it. Two hours of radio. I like our chances. This is a, this is a professional team here. Hazel's here. JC's here. The whole crew's here. Hey, hey. Uh, it's a Tuesday. We're going to have some fun. Uh, it's a big night. For our guy, Josh, um, big night, uh, you and Stubb, who produces AWOD Radio, you guys will be joining us at the VCU game tonight. It's producer's outing. Uh, we're letting you guys out of the cage uh, to go <laughs> go have some fun. Uh, last time you went to a VCU basketball game? Uh, well, I think 2013 is what I, what I landed on yesterday. It sounds right. It's been a minute. Yeah. Shaka Smart was the coach. It's definitely been a minute. <laughs> it was Wait. a long time ago. We we need the uh, last time on VCU basketball, but but you know, like <laughs> last decade of VCU basketball. Here's mm-hmm. what you missed: just like quick cuts of like, you know, Will Wade coming in, Will Wade going out, Mike Rhodes coming in, Mike Rhodes going, jump, 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 and now Ryan Odom. Basically, I mean that, and that's kind of how the timeline goes in my head. All that, all of those major things. But nothing, nothing else beyond that. Like I didn't, I didn't watch the seasons because I moved all around. I was in the Hampton Roads for three years. Uh, I was in the Northern Neck for about eight years on and off. So, uh, but the love for the black and gold never ever fades. MP. All right, there we go. Uh, sh- I'm hoping for a great crowd because we had a really good crowd Friday night uh, out there for the uh, St. Louis game, Lo- Loyola Chicago uh, on tap tonight, uh, and. You, you, you're going. You're kind of on my level here. I don't have a deep scouting report. I don't have a deep, deep reserve of Loyola Chicago knowledge. Um, they're, they're new to the A10 part of it, right? All this conference right. changing and expansion. Uh, they're a bit of an unknown quantity to mm-hmm. me. I'll, I'll admit that. I'm supposed to pretend like I know everything. <laughs> I don't know everything. Everything. Uh, I, I know that they're playing well, but they've had a really soft schedule. Uh, th- this is a game VCU should win, and uh, certainly if they play like they did on Friday night against St. Louis, uh, I think they definitely will win. Uh, they're going to be four-and-a-half-point favorites tonight over Loyola Chicago. I, I like okay. it. I, this, is, this is a team that's humming right now. 
Uh, there's a fan base that's uh, that's hungry for a winner, and uh, most importantly, got to keep pace with the spiders because the spiders are red hot right now. Oh yeah, I, I think. Oh yeah. Do Do you know who the most famous person associated with Loyola Chicago's program is? Nope. Okay, she's very old. <laughs> Does that help? Okay, she's a nun. Oh. The sister Jean, the sweet sister Jean, sister Jean, that's right, hundred and four years old. Jean. She's a hundred and four years to old. Her name, there it is. Yeah, sister Jean. Do you think she's going to be there? I don't. I don't think at a hundred and four <laughs> you make a lot of the roadies. Um, yeah, maybe I don't know. Hey, Just, that... If I were a hundred and four, I wouldn't be <laughs> schlepping it to to Richmond on on Tuesday nights. But that would bring the hype, wouldn't it? If, if she, <laughs> she all, gets wheeled out and here, everybody loses it. Here's my potential issue with a Sister Jean appearance. I, I think we would have to ask the Peppas to turn it down a notch. Yeah, like, right. You got, and she seems cool. She seems really cool. But we can't we can't be blasting that at a hundred and four year old. We can't we can't be responsible <laughs> for that. That's not that'd be a bad start to to. Or maybe it would sound like a, maybe it would equal out to like a reasonable volume. The Peppas. The Peppas are so good, though. Like, maybe they play, like, the Golden Girls theme or something, you know? Hey, there you go. Yeah. That might even be too young. That's, she's like, oh, that's past my time. Didn't Be- <laughs> didn't Betty White almost make it to 100? Wasn't that the deal? Like, she died at, like, 99 and a half. Because there was some deal that, like, you know, People Magazine or one of those places had prepared and printed, like, the commemorative Happy Birthday, Betty White. Congratulations. You turned 100 oh, issue. Man. Um, I mean, we were all banking on it. It's yeah, well, it's touch and go at a certain point, you know. Um, well, she, she was kicking, she was kicking for sure. I mean, she didn't have any signs of slowing down at all. Betty, Betty was in great shape. So she was ninety nine and a half, though. Um, yeah, you know, counterpoint, counterpoint. She, she was very, very old. Uh, Loyola Chicago five and one in a ten play. Yes, uh, as I mentioned, soft, soft schedule. Um, but you know, you, you build momentum. Uh, same thing George Mason has done, scheduled well, built some momentum. Uh, their one loss to the Spiders. Uh, Spiders took care of business up there in Chicago okay. earlier this year, 58-56. That was a nice road win for them. And and you know, the A-10 success is our success. Uh, we, we root for these teams outside of uh, outside of when they're at the Seagull Center. Absolutely. Because th- this needs to be a two-bid, three-bid league this year. It's good enough. Uh, it's solid enough. Um, but their their last three, uh, St. Joe's, who by the way, St. Joe's, I I had them as a top four double by a ten team. They've they've struggled. Uh, UMass and Fordham, their last two wins, uh, nothing to write home about there, other than taking care of business after a disappointing start to their their a ten tenure last year. So we'll see uh, we'll see Loyola Chicago um, get you some popcorn or something. Uh, would, <laughs> I don't know what Stub likes. We'll uh, you know we'll 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 sort it out. We uh, we deduce that Stubb doesn't like beer. So, so so I I am buying the first round at our outing after the game. Location to be determined. Um, Stubb's probably he's starting to to get waking up now. So we'll we'll sort that out when he gets in here. Uh, a lot <laughs> yeah, of great options nearby. Uh, I will buy the first beer slash house wine slash. <laughs> Right, he did reasonably he likes, priced liqueur. He likes a good wine of your choice. He does like a good wine. Yeah, I'll buy him a decent wine. <laughs> Let's you know, I'm That'll not have to do. It's local radio. We're not, uh, you know, we're not going down to the cellar tonight. 
with Stubb. <laughs> no. uh, that's not uh, that's not in the cards. Goodness me. But I do have to ask you on the air here, uh, do you have any updates on uh, Zeb? I do. I saw you. I saw you poking around this morning. What I had to poke around. I was I was asking old Lane Casadon, a friend of the show. Yeah. Why Why didn't you ask updates. your guy? Well, because he you... tweeted, and I I'm trying to be more present on. Oh, he he xed. Do you say? Do you still say tweeted? I don't care if he tweeted or xed. You you ask. You work <laughs> with one of one of the preeminent sports voices in the Richmond area. And you wanted to know what was up with Zeb Jackson? What was so I you thinking? checked in with Lane Casadante? What was I thinking? Come on, buddy. I didn't know if you were awake yet. <laughs> <laughs> you got kids. You might want to sleep in. I don't know. That that is that is a sentence uttered by a person who does not have kids. I I, I was I respect the the illogicalness of that sentence. Like as like if A is B and B is C, like you were at B and Y, like at Z, <laughs> like yeah. Why wow, you have honestly kids? that doesn't make any sense. You're right. I have a dog. You have kids. Have you might have wanted up. to sleep in. I have kids. I want to sleep in every day of my life. <laughs> what do you think I want to do? I want to sleep in. It's all I want to do every day. That's all I want to do. We pulled up here at the exact same time today. Yeah, to this station. Um, so I know. <laughs> no, my 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 oldest had a guitar lesson this morning. Um, hey. So we we were up a little earlier than normal, but that's uh, awesome. Certainly not not an outrageous amount of time. Yeah, so uh, trying to try to get some hey. musical talent in the family because I I'm all about that. I have, I have none, unfortunately. Oh come on, everybody does. You just got to find your instrument. You got to find your voice. What whatever. Have I, you. I'm I'm at the moment. I'm down a voice. Um, I, I've been I've been down <laughs> rhythm for about 38 years now. That's a no. I'm pretty white. Um, I, I think people sleep on how white I am. Um, I'm, I'm gonna stick to music enjoying uh, as as opposed to music. Even creating. Andy Bernard can play the banjo. I mean, come on. And you you give Andy Bernard energy. We know this. I I've been uh, I've been mistaken for Ed Helms. Uh, that that's that's uh, <laughs> that's my look celebrity like look. Helms, that's my like celebrity him. lookalike. Yeah, I I I've never seen it, but uh, other people do. So I I acknowledge it and uh, I accept my fate in life. I think it also like it just matches with like your voice and your yeah. your uh I used a used a word yesterday that made you laugh. Timbre. I did big. Talking about our chief producer. What was he called, Jim? Big Tuna in the office? Big Tuna. Big Tuna. <laughs> All right, Big Tuna. Uh, um, Zeb Jackson's not going to play tonight. Um, yeah. So we saw, That's uh, what I was afraid of. Zeb on Friday uh, was, he had the stim machine, the electrical stimulation machine, uh, attached to his back pregame and uh, was working through that. Uh, I don't get the sense he's super close. Um, mm-hmm. But... I mean, the real thing, and we talked about this on yesterday's show. Sean Bearstow can handle the ball now. Bearstow's back. Um, the bear, the bear can handle the ball, which which really caught me off guard. Um, we played the clip yesterday. I was asking about it, so I I was six zero until I had my growth spurt. I'd I'd been a guard for years. Right. That dude can do everything. It's I, incredible. Uh, he he can play the one. I, I he can play one through four. Um, I, I'm not prepared to. Uh, I'm not prepared to put him in at five, but in an emergency, I bet he could figure it out. Probably. Um, the walking mismatch, as it were. Awad's a- a- phrase uh, holds true. The walking Those are the two we've got this year. The walking mismatch for Sean Bearstow and uh, Toby One Kenobi, as Toby as coined by Ed Nixon. Uh, you'll you'll enjoy watching him. He's He's got some hops. That was a uh, good one. Yeah, no, it, it'll be uh, it'll be a ton of fun. Uh, we'll uh, we'll bring Stubb on here in a bit. We'll we'll sort out the game plan. Absolutely, uh, we're excited to go out there. Excited to see VCU basketball. Um, last night, 
uh, the best basketball team in the ACC was playing. And um, it's it's weird to have a year where we can declare it so definitively, but I'm going to declare it pretty definitively right now. Rebound. Chased down by Ryan. Here comes Carolina the other way with a three-point lead. Cadeau whips it to RJ. Transition. Triple count it, baby! This is a weird year in the ACC. So you've got UNC two years ago. You know, they, they end Coach K's run very unceremoniously. Last year, high expectations fell flat on their face. The Tar Heels handled Wake Forest last night. And by the way, Wake Forest is a pretty dang good basketball program. Uh, they got Efton Reed down there from the Stewards School, Richmonder. We, we love the Richmonders, of course. Shout them out whenever we can. Absolutely. Uh, Wake's going to be in the tournament. Wake's a good basketball team. And, yeah. and watching that last night, watching UNC handle them, there's only one good team in the ACC this year, and it's North Carolina. And this is the team they were supposed to be last year, uh, and they are that team this year. They're fun to watch. Uh, they're going to win this conference going away. They're going to be a one seed in the NCAA tournament at this pace. Uh, if if they're not, they're going to be right there on you know home games top line. It's uh, it's fascinating because then you've got the middle. I mean, who's the second best team in the ACC? Uh, you're picking out of a group of eight. Uh, NC State's in that mix. Florida State's obviously in that mix. Uh, of course, we always mention Duke. Uh, we d- we didn't go into their game against Pitt the other night. That's one of the iconic post game photos: the Pitt kid jumping on the bench, all the students giving him the bird. Uh, that was that was fascinating. I mentioned Wake <laughs> Forest, of course. Uh, I think you got to put UVA in there. Um, you know, it, it they don't it doesn't travel. Uh, they finally got one on the road at Georgia Tech. Uh, Clemson's in that mix. Miami's in that mix. I'm I'm not. I'm not prepared to put the Hokies in that mix, but you've got a best team in the ACC, and you got seven pretty good teams in the ACC. Uh, one of the most fascinating years I can remember for sure. Uh, we'll dive into that. I got to take the first break. We will come back. We're off and running. It's a Monday. It's a Tuesday. Hey, it's a Tuesday. How about that? Tuesday morning. You're listening to 910 The Fan, now 105.1 FM. All right, holler at us on social media, uh, 910thefan. Uh, JC's over there posting. He'll take your sports opinions, and uh, we'll read them on air if they're good enough. Uh, or if they're bad, uh, we will also read them on the air. If I was going to say, we'll take an L take. If you have, if you have a take, <laughs> we'll take it. Um, little, uh, we'll, We didn't wrap up college basketball in that segment, so I'll do that before we uh, switch over at 1030, uh, bottom of this hour. Uh, I have a baseball take. We don't do... A lot of baseball on this show. To- All right. Today we will do baseball on this radio program. How about uh, it? How about that? Linnell Willingham joins us at 11 from the fan in D.C. Our friend uh, Nell, who uh, he's got a TV show now as well in the works. Uh, my guy's everywhere. Uh, we'll ask him about that. And, of course, AWOD joins us at the end of the program as we hand off to AWOD Radio at noon. Grant and Danny will drive you home here on the fan. I, I'm still laughing at the image of, of Sister Jean in, in her wheelchair right in front of the Peppas <laughs> while they're while, while Ryan's like stripping and you know they're playing <laughs> so you know some Jay Z song. Um, oh, that, absolutely. That's a visual I need. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's living in my head right now. Uh, well, uh, big game tonight, seven o'clock. Uh, Loyal Chicago five and one in a ten play. Haven't really played anybody. Uh, the one loss to the Spiders. 
We'll see uh, see if VCU can keep their momentum going. They'll be without Zeb Jackson. Uh, probably another start for Jason Nelson. We chatted with him on Monday's program. Go back and catch that on the pod if you didn't. He's one of those guys who we talked about that meeting after the, the G-Dub game. Uh, he's one of those guys who had to make peace with a reduced role, reduced playing time right. when Bearstow and Bamisil came back. And, and as we mentioned, Bearstow can handle the ball, which was a bit of a revelation to me. But you know, Jason Nelson got 26 minutes the other night, got his first start in a VCU uniform. Uh, I would imagine he will again tonight. And there's a lot of basketball left. That's, that's a crazy thing to say on January 23rd. But injuries happen. Uh, attrition happens. That's part of the season. And I, I think at this point, the only guy who'd be like, okay, he should be really unhappy with what's going on is Roosevelt Wheeler. I mean, you know, and, and look, somebody's going to be left out when you have a lot of guys. Yeah, he, he's, he's the only guy, when you have that meeting, when you have the airing of grievances, I think he's the only guy who can legitimately be like, yo, I'm getting the, I'm getting the short end of the stick here. Yeah, that happens. Time. Um, I think Michael Bell can earn more playing time. Uh, loved seeing him do a little bit more offensively the other night. I think that's... Uh, that's the key, right? He's so good at defense, but this is going to be a team. I think ultimately, you know, as we as we get a we get a better look at who they are, this is going to be a team that wins in March offensively with Bamisil putting in twelve and three minutes with them going on runs and that defense holding up just enough to to let the offense do what it does. You think about the St. Louis game the other night. Uh, obviously, they had that stretch. The offense went cold. The defense kept them in it, and that was important. But this is a team that if they have March success, uh, I think we're going to say it's because of the offense, because they were humming at a high level. Uh, uh, we got one other game tonight. Boston College takes on Virginia Tech out at the Castle in Blacksburg. 9 o'clock game. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll have that on at the bar at, as we uh, debrief post-VCU game, our uh, our producer outing tonight. Absolutely. Uh, Virginia Tech 51 in the latest net rating, uh, that's a, I mean, I don't know what all goes into the computer, obviously, your quads and your, you know, homes and aways and whatnot, but their wins are so good and their losses are so head-scratching, yeah. uh, they, they're going to be, uh, they're going to be a fascinating case if, you know, that's a take-care-of-business game, uh, but if they keep taking care of business, they win tonight, they're back to 500 in the ACC. Uh, I mentioned on the other side of the break, there's only one unbeatable team in the ACC. Uh, and it's the Tar Heels, as much as we hate to say that. It's the Tar Heels. It's another goat mascot, too. Goat or ma- uh, goat-like mascot, right? Oh, the Tar, oh, he- the tar oh, Heel. Oh, is, sure. The the mascot itself is a ram. I thought it was a Jordan reference, but no, you were actually referencing the mascot. Look at me go. Look at you go. That was Pulling a some sports deep stuff. cut there. Uh, so Tech's <laughs> going to have chances. Uh, sitting on fifty-one chance to uh, to raise that net number, maybe sneak into the tournament. VCU's at ninety-one. In the net, and these numbers start to matter now. Um, you know, I don't have to recap the losses for you. It was a different team, but it doesn't make the losses any less aggravating. That Norfolk State game, the George Washington game, there were some bad losses along the way. Uh, the team I feel for in the net right now uh, has got to be JMU. Did everything asked of them, uh, sitting at 62. That's probably not enough to get considered for an at-large when you consider they're in the Sun Belt. That's going to sink like a rock over the next couple of weeks. And, you right. know, they, they try. They've got like a max Sun Belt challenge trying to goose it up. Um, I, I think they're playing Toledo, who's at 82, so that's not going to goose it up at all. And it's a home game, so it won't even be a quad two when it all yeah. comes out in the wash. Uh, there, there's no uh, – even, even if they handle their business, that door is pretty rapidly closing for an at-large bid. 
for James Madison. I uh, really was excited to see what happened with this club after the recent football season for the Dukes. I mean, it's a good good time to be a Duke. Uh, no question, no question about. It. Good good time to be a VCU too. Women's team humming along as well, sixteen and two. Uh, we keep our eye on them as well. I, I mentioned the ACC. Uh, this was shocking to me. I I don't we got a press release from the league yesterday afternoon. The tickets are on sale for the ACC tournament. Uh, it's in D.C. this year. Uh, so first off, I'm excited about that. Uh, we may uh, very close. May take the show up there uh, for a couple days. I think that would be a ton of fun, obviously. Yes. Uh, all 14 games ticket book for the ACC tournament. You can just call right now and buy one. $198. Ooh. Okay, that's it. That's a, that's you, a lot of money to me. But. That's, four, <laughs> that's 14 sessions of basketball. Well, on a on a per session basis, that's well then yeah then then you do get a, your your bang for your buck. I I I was at I was at ACC tournaments when it mattered. Um, on the tail end of that, like we get David Teal on, he could he could share some memories. Our buddy but, David Teal, yeah. you know, when that was in Greensboro, you couldn't get into a semifinal night for 198 bucks mm. for just that one night of basketball. Right. That that used to be people used to fight over that in their wills. Like people, you know, that was a birthright ticket that you handed down. Right. The, the stadium's divided into the eight sections. Everybody's got their color going. Oh, man. Uh, you know, that's that was shocking to me that you can just walk up and buy a ticket right now to to see the ACC tournament up in D.C. And and we kn- we've known that you know, and the prestige has been chipped away at for a while now. And right. it's it it's so close to the big tournament. That's what they have to figure out ultimately. Uh, you've got too many teams. You got. You know, Stanford's going to be there next year. SMU's going to be there next year. You know, you're trying to trying to get me hyped for SMU against Boston College on a Wednesday night at the ACC tournament. I, I'm not going to get hyped for that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you you, you got to bring it back local somehow. Then that's what we keep saying about college basketball. You got to separate from football. You got to reconference. We got to get these. We got to get a tight conference, tight geographic conference. Get JMU. VCU, Mason, ODU all back together. Now we're selling tickets, right? 100%. I think so. Wake Forest against NC State. You don't even have UNC or Duke in that matchup. That that moves the needle. Virginia, you know, that moves the needle if you're playing that in Greensboro. There's too many teams, and, you know, the, the big tournament's expanded, and, you know, if, if you're in, you're in. It, it doesn't have the meaning and the cachet it used to. I don't know what the answer is to that. I don't know if there is an answer to that. Uh, but I, I know answer one is making the conferences geographically sure more compact for sure right uh, and and then figuring out where you go from there if, you, if you've got the solution call in eight three three eight zero four nine ten but that shocked me you just walk up and buy tickets to the ACC tournament hundred ninety eight bucks for all of them that's that's uh that's a sign of the times and it's not going to get better next year when Stanford and Cal are out here playing basketball against Clemson and Miami and it's <laughs> it's tough. It's tough to sell. Does not get my juices flowing. Uh, does get my juices flowing is VCU basketball uh, right here on the fan tonight. Seven o'clock tip. Uh, VCU against Loyola Chicago at the Stew. They try to build on uh, arguably their most impressive performance of the season last night. When we get back, it's time for a baseball take. We don't do it often, but we're doing it today. You're listening to nine ten the fan now one oh five one FM. All right, so the the best thing just happened here. Uh, Stub he produces a wide show. He's he's got the nickname because he's a movie guy. Ticket Stub uh, came in here and he just 
like he just got me up to speed on the Oscars in like 40 seconds. It was uh, it was remarkable. Uh, Oscar nominations came out today. Uh, Ten movies nominated for Best Picture. Uh, he tells me that that Oppenheimer is the favorite, um, but he likes uh, what, what was the one he liked? Was it Poor Things or Pat or Past Lives? One of the two. You can't you can't. Poor things. It was Poor Things. I thought it was Poor Things. Yeah, I'm looking at the list now. I've I've seen so few of these movies. Um, is the problem? Barbie's in the Best Picture list. They always do that, right? They always throw a bone to you know so, so that you'll watch. So they can do the do the musical in it. JC, it's taking you. A minute and a half to get up, set up here for your movie take. <laughs> Stub told me everything I need to know in thirty seconds here. Where he, this better be really good. Where the buildup here has been just insane. I mean, well, it stinks because I haven't been on. You know, I haven't been in the theaters very much lately, and I haven't been keeping up on uh, new movies. But I did see uh, Barbie, and I did see Oppenheimer. So, all right. I mean, those are the two titular titles. Here, the very the very gripping ones. They're they're in every freaking category, it seems. So titular titles. T- yeah, this isn't Celebrity Jeopardy on SNL. Yeah, I did that. <laughs> <laughs> a petite déjeuner. There he is. There's a Third there's a, it's a funny name. Uh, your your guy your guy Stub just uh, filled me in on the Oscars in in 30 seconds. Here, it was very very impressive. Uh, well, uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll see these movies. Maybe I won't see these movies. I, mean, I never watched the Oscars. Mm-hmm. This is how this is how non-sports fans must feel while watching like a college football game. They're just so long; they just take forever. Yeah, I, I promised a-, a baseball take in this segment, and, and we'll do baseball takes. I, I I got two two baseball items, which is a rarity. Uh, but but there's two baseball items out there today at six o'clock. The Baseball Hall of Fame is going to announce uh, the nominees who is uh, who is selected to the Hall of Fame this year. And uh, Billy Wagner uh, from from Virginia is the big name. He's he's the big one on the uh, on the edge. And uh, Billy Wagner says he he's not gonna he's not gonna be around. He's he's gonna like go out in the field. He's not gonna be by a phone. He can't handle it. Um, so the Baseball Hall of Fame is weird. They let tons of people vote. Uh, this isn't one of these like selection committees. Like basically, if you've covered baseball for ten years, you get to vote. Um, and they, they mail out the ballots. You can vote for up to 10 people and you need 75% of the ballot to get in. Uh, last year, Billy Wagner got 68% of the votes. Um, there's a guy who keeps track. He asks people who they vote for and he tallies it up. He's got half the votes counted right now. And Billy Wagner's at 78%, which seems like a good sign, but it's actually not because the people who don't share their vote are the negative people that don't vote for people and they don't want to share because you know, you risk, you risk the public wrath. Uh, if you, if you share that you didn't vote for people, uh, but Billy Wagner is an easy hall of fame case because you know, as baseball changes and modernizes, the Hall of Fame's got to keep up here. Billy Wagner's one of the great relief pitchers of all time. And the reason he's not in Cooperstown, the reason he's not in the Baseball Hall of Fame, is because he was a really relief pitcher. And for a long time, that was a second-class citizen, right? That was, you know, you had your starting pitchers, you had, you had your hitters, right? Same way, it, you know, they wouldn't consider a DH for the Hall of Fame. You wouldn't consider a relief pitcher. Obviously, Mariano Rivera, he's an exception. The door's opened up for him. Billy Wagner, I mean, the numbers are insane. What he was able to put up in his career, 422 saves, uh, 2.31 ERA, seven-time All-Star. Uh, the the advanced numbers are off the charts when you adjust that he was 
right in the heart of the steroid era. There's a group of people that vote for the Baseball Hall of Fame that just say, no relief pitchers. But I just, it's, you know, you just pitched a couple innings. That's not impressive. We're not in. I don't understand why they feel the need to do this. It's part of the game. The Hall of Fame celebrates the best of baseball. Relief pitchers are part of baseball. But the best relief pitchers in the Hall of Fame. I don't know what I'm missing here. They, they, oh well, you know, it's only a couple innings a night. You look now, starting pitchers only go five innings now. You, you got to change with the time. You're not going to keep starting pitchers out of the Hall of Fame now because they only go five innings and not complete games. The Hall's always been, because they let so many people vote, it skews curmudgeonly. Um, it skews old and curmudgeonly in, in the balloting because everybody can hang on to their vote for a really long time. So you got to be, well, he's a relief pitcher. I'd never vote for him for the Hall of Fame. Like, we don't move those people along quickly enough because relief pitching is a part of baseball now. And relief pitching is an essential part of baseball right now. And he's one of the best to ever do it. Uh, I hope this is his night. I fear this is not the night for Billy Wagner. I think he knows that too. I think that's why he's not not hanging around. Um, but I, I hope this is the night he gets the call. Uh, he's coaching coaching out there at the Miller School uh, near Charlottesville, uh, a okay. local guy. Uh, everybody just speaks so highly of him as a dude uh, who knows him. Uh, our guy Parney knows him, of course, as he knows everybody. But you know, Sean he Ryan, the other guys on the baseball scene, just say say he's he's the best of the best. Uh, he retired early to to be with his kids as they were growing up. Uh, they're all athletes now. Apparently, his son uh, plays baseball, which is uh, you know he, he's in the Astros organization. That'll be fun to uh, to watch out for him in the coming years. So hopefully. This is the night for Billy Wagner. I, he's too close to the line, though, for comfort with uh, with, with half the votes uh, in right. and the numbers that go down. We'll see. He's got one more chance. If he doesn't get it this year, next year's his 10th year on the ballot, his last chance. So I, I think you would see you know, more of a push for support. But it seems like the more, the more people try to support these causes, the more the curmudgeonly voters are like, I'm, I'm There's drawing, that my, word again. drawing my line in the, in the mud. I'm not voting for him. The other baseball take, um, there's a great article. I don't, yeah, I covered the Nats. That was why I moved out here. To I spent a season with the Nationals. And yeah. So I'm a little familiar with the organization. Uh, Fangraphs is a great, great baseball website. They, they break stuff down. Michael Bauman uh, wrote an article. Here's the title. Let's poke the Washington Nationals with a stick to see if they're still alive. <laughs> uh, and, and this was inspired by it's hot stove season. Teams are making moves. Uh, the Nats are not making moves at all. And and he just breaks down that, you know, he said it wasn't a bad decision after the World Series team to break up that core, right? Rendon, Turner, uh, you know, and, and Harper, obviously all those, you know, Harper was gone before then, but Soto, mm-hmm. all those names, you know, they, they sell them for parts, but they don't have a plan now other than just to spend the minimum and keep drafting guys. And you can't, you can't field a major league team long-term like that. And it, it just shines a light on, I think this is an under-talked about thing, but until they sell, until the learners sell that team, if you know you're going to sell a team, you have no incentive to invest into it. And the importance of getting that team into better ownership hands immediately, um, now that now the Papa Learner is gone, um, finding a way to sell, finding a way to resolve the mass in dispute with Angelos. Um, and I think Ted Leonsis is the the odds-on favorite to buy the Nationals, which makes a lot of sense. Setting aside your thoughts on Ted Leonsis as an owner, at least he'll do something, right? At least, right. at least he'll at least he'll be in there investing money and doing things. And that organization's been cheap forever. 
the stories were legendary when I was there of, of you know them cutting corners and cutting costs. Yeah, they they fielded a good team for that couple year stretch. That World Series, which came out of the wild card, really redeemed their reputation as owners. In the same way that Leonsis got that Stanley Cup and it changed how we view him. If he doesn't have that Stanley Cup, we view him very differently. If the learners don't have that World Series, we view them very differently. A little hot stove baseball keeping you warm in, in January. I like it. It kind of came out of left field. Whoa, I did a baseball pun. I'd been wondering what you... Hit the you, rim shot, Hazel. You, no, I'm just uh, kidding. <laughs> I mean, you can. You, you'd been thinking on that for a long time. I, I knew something was brewing over there. It just popped in my head. Mm-hmm. You, thought, you thought you smelled wood burning because I was thinking of a joke, and you were right. I, the gears were turning. <laughs> titular. I'm not having a stroke, I swear. <laughs> I, I know you every day, so I know you are not. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll be back with more. You're listening to 910 The Fan, now 105.1 FM. All right, time to bring JC on. JC, you've been on the whole show, though. You've been you've been helping me out. I'm uh, my voice is hanging in there. We're gonna make it two hours. I feel really good about that. I then I'm gonna here. go scream my head off tonight at the stew. And I'm gonna Let's lose it again. Do it. We'll have to do this all over again tomorrow uh, as I uh, as I work through whatever happens tonight at, at producer outing. Man, uh, when Stub picks his wine from the cellar and we all uh, <laughs> we all have a nice uh, you know something from the Willamette Valley you the know fine Chianti little, little Pinot Noir. I like an old wine, uh, old vines Infidel. Oh, I like an old wine. Yeah, if you want to get a house red, it's on me. Uh, that's uh, that's what we're working with here. It's not going to be an old vine. Um. <laughs> uh, so, so no, yes, I like, I like beer. Yesterday during this segment, I paid tribute to the 35th anniversary of the Bud Bowl, uh, one of the defining football memories of my childhood uh, right. watching beer cans play football which was like joe camel definitely marking marketing to children even <laughs> though they said they weren't marketing to children and uh, somebody asked who won the bud bowl and i didn't know so I, I pulled the clip um this this is the final segment of the bud bowl between budweiser and bud light 35 years ago Seconds left in the Bud Bowl. This is what it's all about. Tied at 24. But it all rests on this bear's shoulders. Budski, it's all yours. Go, Go Budski. Who says kickers don't earn their money? The kick is up. In a storybook finish. Budweiser 27, Bud Light 24. Wait till next year. Bob Costas. That was some Bob Costas right there. They had all the names. Wait well, till next year. The what, what do they call the sound effects? The foley. The foley on that was uh, was mm. off the charts. Mm. The boings and the the <laughs> yeah. loops and and all of that. So Budweiser won the Bud Bowl over Bud Light. Uh, right. That Budweiser can will be kicking for the Buffalo Bills next year. Uh, <laughs> get get him a contract. It's uh, Bud Heavy. Oh yeah, the the original. Uh, the original, absolutely. Uh, Linnell Willingham joins us at 11 o'clock, top of the hour. He'll talk commanders, and uh, we'll do we'll do some NFL talk. I've not done any NFL talk yet today, but we'll do that in our second hour. Uh, lots of good VCU basketball out of the gate, getting you ready for tonight's game, 7 o'clock tip down at the Stew. Uh, JC, what are you, what are you, uh, what are you feeling tonight? Concession stand? Are you a concession stand guy? You, you, Could you, be. Yeah. Could be. It depends on what we got down there. I've been there in ten. Years, I know you're so. a snob about hot dogs. You, you've shared that before, so I, I won't. I won't get you a hot dog. There's no uh... easy, George. Easy, George. <laughs> I'm not even going to say it today. You're not hey, gonna... Hebrew National is almost as good. 
Adam Epstein's in the studio. He just rolled his eyes. He, he, <laughs> he's a man with strong opinions for sure. Um, do you see that we're getting a new area code? Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, yeah. 686. Doesn't, it doesn't. We're not just the 804. Snap. We're not just the 804 anymore. We're 686 now as well, starting yeah. February 1st. Yeah, I mean, I guess you got to do it. Here's my thing, though. If it's brand new and there's no numbers, I think I want in, and I want to get a cool number that spells something, right? Like, call call you know 686 MP on the mic or whatever, there right? Because all the numbers are available, right? Should theoretically, be a free market. Yeah. Theoretically, they nine million nine hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine numbers up for grams. It would be how I would read this. Sure. I I think I I think I want to make the move and get a number that spells something fun. What's you know how do how do I reach you? It's a famous Mitch Hedberg line. <laughs> uh, I want my phone number to be two 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 two. When people dot ask me what my phone number is, I'll say just press two, and when you've pressed it enough, you'll hear my voice. <laughs> That's how you'll know you've pressed two enough times. <laughs> Love Mitch Hedberg. I, you know, get rest get, in peace. Six eight six AWOD. That's not enough. That's not enough numbers. We'll have to add some six, more numbers eight, to it. Six. I yeah. love it. Mm. Um, and you had uh, you had thoughts on uh, Sports Illustrated as well. Is that right? Is that where we were going with this? Oh, or, or I was I driving on Sports Illustrated. You have thoughts on Sports Illustrated, which have... died again. It's this. I'm tired of Sports Illustrated dying. This is like the third death of Sports Illustrated. I had to look into this. I'm taking the over that Sports Illustrated dies again. Yeah. No, that's basically what the synopsis of the article that I read during the break <laughs> said. Um, it is it is all but inevitable for it to tank again after this. It's just a, a company that dies, gets revived, and dies again. I'm gonna buy it at a garage sale five years from now for ten bucks. It's gonna be gonna be sitting on on a table somewhere. I'm gonna negotiate it for it. Buy the rights to Sports Illustrated's brand. Oh, is this? Uh, oh, the whole company? Yeah, yeah. yeah not. No, I'm not going to buy a Sports Illustrated. I'm going to buy Sports <laughs> Illustrated. The the entire thing for ten bucks at a no, garage sale. No, this is you at the garage sale I, asking them, and they they say, yeah, no, I just found it. I am um, garbage. I, I always <laughs> love though. Anytime one of these things happens, somebody's it's because they went woke. You're, that's always the reason, right? Why Stop. did they go to? It's because they went woke. Stop. What happened to the NFL after Kaepernick? They went. They went woke. So nobody watches the NFL right. anymore. It's dead. We never NFL talk about anymore. it. He, the the pro the problem is is not that they went woke. The problem is they were printing a weekly newspaper where the stories were five days old by the time you read them, yeah. and it's twenty twenty four. That's not news. That was the fundamental problem <laughs> in the Sports Illustrated business model. I would say so. I loved I loved it back in the day as much. I had my Sports Illustrated for kids back in the day. Oh yeah, I had man. the regular. All you know, Steve Russian's one of my all time favorite writers. Gary Smith, Frank DeFord, legends. But they wrote in a different era where you could write a story and six days later people would want to read it. Right. We don't we don't live in that world anymore. No, we want to hear news. But I, but I'm I'm sure it's because they went woke. No, you yeah, you're right. <laughs> that that I'm is so the sure. ultimate death of the company there. It's I'm I'm so sure. Woke. All right. Uh JC producer outing tonight. I'm excited. We're going over the VCU game. Seven o'clock start. Uh we're all going out after uh with Stubb, Stubb and Crew Stubb. Stubb's gonna recap all these movies for me. This is like Cliff Notes back in the day. Stub Notes. I don't I'm oh, never gonna watch a movie notes. again. I'm just gonna catch the Stub Notes. Cliffnotes.com show. It was out. impressive. He just rolled through five <laughs> Oscar movies in like 30 seconds. I'm like, I am caught up to speed. It's almost this like his nickname is indicative of him watching all of the movies. It was an impressive yes. performance. 
I, I don't I don't even need to watch the Oscars anymore. Yeah. That, that, he just saved me four hours. That's four hours of my life Stubbs saved me. Very impressive. I mean, yeah, I'm just going to let him watch them for me and then recap afterwards. I'm, I'm not planning on watching them. Stub notes. Uh, when we come back, Linnell Willingham joins us uh, from the Fan DC. We talk about all things Commanders, uh, the Commanders coaching search. Uh, Mel Kuyper's mock draft came out. He's got... Jaden Daniels to the Commanders at number two. How do you feel about that? And a ton of coaching interviews taking place this week. Is it time? Is this the week? We'll talk about that and more. Hour number two on tap. You're listening to 910 The Fan, now 105.1 FM. Final segment, taking it home on a Tuesday morning. Uh, Busy day here on The Fan AWOD Radio, Grant and Danny, and then come back 7 o'clock, 6.15 pregame, 7 o'clock tip. VCU takes on Loyola Chicago at the Stew tonight. I'll be there. Stubb will be there. JC will be there. And this guy will be there. AWOD. Hello. I, I, am, uh, I don't think Sister Jean will be there. I, I'm, I'm telling <laughs> myself that. I, I would love to meet her. I think that would be fun. I denied a interview request with her. Not interested. You turned her down. I turned her down. You turned Sister Jean down. I did. You turned Sister Jean down. I did, and I'll do it again with the quickness. This man's swimming in options. Yeah, give me Darius Theus's dad. Let me interview him. More important. Boom. I love it. Yeah. That's great. It's time for some crosstalk. Two hosts enter. Let's get it on right now, all right? Two hosts will also leave, but in between, all bets are off. This is Crosstalk with MP and AWOD. Okay, okay, let's get this show on the road. All right, no Zeb Jackson tonight for the Rams. No Zeb. Uh, I this is a roster that can withstand some attrition, I think. I I, I was making a list, irreplaceable guys, and you, you're gonna like this. I'm going somewhere with this. I, I I think there's only one irreplaceable player on the roster. Okay. I think it's the Bear. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Because I would argue that they played a lot of games without him. <laughs> they had to replace him. How did that go? Not very good. Yeah. Except for the one win in Orlando. I would probably lean towards Max Scholga. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, he is the leading scorer right now. But yep. I, I do love how you've turned on the uh, bear like this. Uh, you uh, want the more of the bear. I wa- uh, You know? Yes, chef. I was I, I love it. I'll, it's such a it's it's good. Um, I was I was anti Bear when he was acclimating back in and he was getting too many minutes for the production and it felt like he had a favored nation status with Ryan Odom mm-hmm. that I did not think was deserved. But you cannot argue this is a different team with him in the lineup. Oh yeah, playing well. Well, when, when he not. plays well, like man, yeah, you know, in transition. He turns into Magic Johnson. He went coast to coast and dunked it on those fools last game. Yeah. It was unbelievable. At times, he was also, you know, he didn't play as many minutes, obviously, because it was a blowout. and yep. didn't, didn't get as many attempts with the ball, but he still had, what, like six assists? I mean, mm-hmm. he's just been so good um, these last few games, and it has changed the Rams' offense. I-, I wonder if Toby's maybe flirting with that category because it's tough to replace those minutes. It's tough to ask a big guy to go forty, yeah, and, and you know that's that's a volatile situation. Well, Kwani Kwani has shown the ability to play the five, right? Yes. He did that against Mason. Um, I'm, I just I love this squad so much. They like do. somebody sent me a video this morning of Kwani on, on the team plane after the win against LaSalle or something, and they're all smiling. They're so happy, and you know nothing against the guys from last year, but 
it felt like they didn't have as much fun as this year's team. This team feels closer, and you know that was the big storyline coming out of the St. Louis game was the team meeting after GW, them coming here. So it hasn't been without friction. Yeah. Um, you get the sense there are guys who who wish they had more minutes, um, but they set that aside, and, yeah. and I think that matters. Well, I also think everybody, you know, and I've heard a coach say this too. Everybody understands their their role completely. It's very well defined. You know, Joe Bam knows I need to come off the bench and I need to shoot when I'm open, whether it's going in or going out. If I'm open, I shoot. Same with Fats Billups. Uh, I think Jason Nelson knows that when he gets his opportunity, he needs to push the pace and be the guy that gets us some transition points. Toby Lawall is supposed to chase blocks and dunks. You know, Christian Furman is supposed to be the guy that they can count on on the block to get a few points here. Sholga's the guy they run a play for when they need a three. Everybody's kind of got their role defined um, and that's that's credit to the coaching staff because it's not always like that. No doubt. AWOD Radio joining us here, getting us ready for VCU tip-off tonight. After the game, we're all going out. Yes. We're going to have some beverages. I need to know how big of a swing is it going to be AWOD after a win, AWOD after a loss. Like, am I hanging out with a different guy? Oh, yeah. Or are you going to be able to bounce back? Oh, no. Unhappy Adam will come out. Okay. You don't want to be around Unhappy Adam. So there's a lot riding on this tonight. Oh, for sure. I mean... <laughs> You don't want to hang out with me. You will, you will be upset that you chose to hang out with me after a loss. You I, would be I, a huge know, bummer, right? I'm going to be a bummer. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah, you, I'm going to rage out. Do you do you go out <laughs> after losses, or do you only go out after losses? I have a strict rule, all okay. right? I do not go to post-game press conferences after a loss because I don't want to lose my job you, by <laughs> screaming at the coach or something because that's something I could see myself doing. Literally, we lost in Orlando – and Coach Odom got mad that I asked the same question twice because I was still trying to understand the play design at the end of the game. Oh, I know which game you're talking you about. You know, you, I just I cannot be around people after a loss. It's it, not you, good. You can be like those videos of like the Olympics where like the the foreign media says, "Are you disgrace your country? Answer for yourself." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just be a lot of um, you know a lot of the blame game. That's that's kind of what I do after losses. I like to put it all on one or two people. Sometimes it's myself. <laughs> You know, oh, if yeah. I'm superstitious and I didn't sit in the right seat. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. That that that's good to know. Yeah, get, get you and Zach switching down there courtside. Yep. Because I, you know, Zach feels it too. Oh yeah, I know that. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Zach's Zach's a little better after a loss than I am. Uh, you know, he's but he got the, he got he's buttoned up. He's got the professional dress on. You know, he, he slips into the character. Yeah, I am emotionally invested in all of my teams. Redskins number one. VCU basketball number two. Like, oh my goodness. Surely the emotions fly. Surely you're numb to the losing, though, with, with the commanders at this well, point. You, you should see there, how many remote no, controls I go through in a year. I, it's, it, a lot of them. That's on you at this point. If you're still throwing remote controls at this team. Now, we're all, we'll have new hope. We'll have a new quarterback. Maybe we'll get to remote throwing point. If you're throwing remotes after a Ron Rivera loss, though, that's kind of on you for, for expecting better. Well, I, you know, Tommy DeVito beat my team. Tommy DeVito beat my favorite football team. I'll never forget that. Well, he had a great NFL career after that, though, right? right? Yeah, exactly. Oh, no, he got benched four weeks later because yeah. uh, that, that was his one shining. These guys have made so many players so much money over the years. All, you think of all the like Giants tight ends and like Eagles guys who have like one 400-yard game, and they get paid for the entire rest of their lives. It's, yeah. in, it's incredible. Hey, you mentioned the Eagles. Let me throw something at you real quick. Okay. We talked about it yesterday. They brought in Ron Rivera. Like, how stupid are they? What if they're playing chess, not checkers? They brought Ron Rivera in to find out just how much he screwed things up in Washington. All right, they've probably gone through the Rooney rule by interviewing him. 
Get, get, they have no interest in actually hiring him, but they figured out how badly he screwed things up in D.C. I, I've always said, you know, I want to interview Bill Belichick. I want to interview all these guys to get them in the building and pick their brains. Yeah. This is a reverse version of that theory. Yeah. You want Ron Rivera in the building to pick his brain so you can reverse engineer what what's going on you, there. You bring him in the building to <laughs> open him up and realize there is no brain. You know, He's just been running it. Based off of nothing. You could also scout off of that, though, right? Like, he, you know, ask him who he likes and doesn't like and, and you know, put that on the board as your... Anybody that he likes, do not take them. Anybody so, he doesn't like, go with it. Yeah. Right, so, you, you know, get, get get your scouting board set off of the Ron Rivera. Yeah, yeah. All right. I mean, Ron's the guy, too, that would walk in and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, we were really, really high on Jaden Daniels, just giving away all the secrets. That's what he would do. <laughs> he is a I, secret giveawayer. He, you know... <laughs> The the press conferences did not uh, did not serve him well. No. Uh, there there at the end of the tenure, that that was for sure. Those were some long. I would have just taken the fine. I would have just cut the check. Said I'm I'm done talking. Yeah. Uh, AWOD Radio today. What's up? I can be eliminated. What? No, just kidding. That was Ron Rivera answering a question from Grant Polson. We've got a lot getting on going on on the show today. Of course, it is a VCU game day. Robbie Robinson will join us at 2 p.m. We'll yeah. go around the NBA. Couple big time scorers last night. Embiid seventy, yeah, Carl Anthony sixty two from Carl Anthony Towns. Justin Fensterman will join us for the fast break with Awad at two thirty. Dur- Durant with a measly forty two last night and a game I winner and a game winner. Uh, that that's that's so Durant right there. Like great night. Third third name in the billing. Absolutely, and we had another trade. So a lot going on in the NBA. We'll discuss that on a Wad Radio game. On, we'll look forward to it. I'll be back tomorrow with a little VCU recap. Hopefully, an interview or two from the Stew. Uh, look forward to that. If you missed anything, grab the Odyssey app. It's free. It's got the rewind button. We'll be back tomorrow. A Wad Radio up next. Grant and Danny drive you home. This is nine ten. The fan now one zero five one FM. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay. Plus taxes and fees. Phone fees 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.